Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Today, I'm joined by my producer, Eric Johnson. Eric, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me back on with you. Well, it's a fun treat. This can be our Christmas present to each other. Uh, Of course, it's not exactly Christmas right now, but it is when people are listening to this. So Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. This is great. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Absolutely. And speaking of Christmas, uh, what we're talking about today is the five best financial gifts for grandkids. And you got Christmas coming up here. A lot of times uh, grandparents are wanting to give gifts to the grandkids mm-hmm. and sometimes they give money and they, a lot of times when you get the younger kids, you're giving toys and stuff and you start thinking, well, if you're somebody that's already interested in finance and realizes how well that interest is done for you, you start thinking like, do I do something financial for the grandkids? And so that's what we want to talk about is five different ways besides cash and cash is kind of nice. Uh, but five different ways besides cash that uh, you can give money to the the grandkids. Love it. This is a great topic. Now, if you got your grandkid with you, you can have them not listen to the next part just for 20 seconds. But when people are giving financial gifts, a lot of times people think that the limit is 10,000 per person per per year. Have you heard that, Eric? I had, and I I was actually corrected by you uh, about a month ago, I think, when we were talking about it off air. That's all right. And that's right. So the uh, the rule is it's 15,000, not 10. That's way old school. That's way back in the day. But 15,000 per person, that's not even a limit though. That's something called the exclusion. That's a fancy way to say you can give $15,000 per person per year and you don't have to tell the IRS about it. Really, the limit is 11.7 million for 2021. So that's a p- pretty pretty big number. <laughs> yeah. And even then, that's not a limit. That's just how much you can give away before you start paying taxes on it. The government has no limit on how much you can give away to somebody else. They would love you to give away more than $11.7 million because then they can start taxing you on it. So there you go. Your limit uh, might be $11.7 million. It's definitely not $10,000 per person per year. But actually what people are thinking of is the exclusion, and that's 15000 per person per year. That's just how much you can give away without having to bother fill out a form and tell the IRS about it. Gotcha. So if you do have to fill out a form, so let's say they, they're going to give 30000 away, they got to fill out a form, but it still doesn't affect your taxes, is what you're saying? Well, that's right. You fill out the form. It doesn't affect your taxes. Well, I guess it would affect your taxes. When you go over 15000 you fill out the form, the IRS counts it up, and if you happen to have gone over $11.7 million per person, then it starts affecting your taxes. So I got a feeling... It's probably not going to affect your taxes at that level. Yeah, not so much unless I have a missing grandfather out there that wants to talk to me about gifting. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they, they, they feel free to send some uh, some cash gifts our way. Absolutely. But again, cash is nice, but it's kind of nice to have something additional, like a story behind it. Like here's the reason why mm-hmm. we're helping out. And a lot of times you give cash to a kid and they're going to just go ahead and spend it. Or maybe they put it in a bank account. And we all know how much bank accounts are paying these days. So here are the top five ways that you can give financial gifts to your grandkids that don't have to do with, you know, here's a, here's a hundred dollar bill, that kind of stuff. Number one is a college savings account. Now there's these college savings accounts called 529 plans. 
And it's a federal situation where if you put money in and it grows and then it takes you take it out later on for higher education, then you don't owe taxes on that growth. So that's a, that's a great thing. That's universal for the whole country. But it's also a lot of times a state situation tax-wise too. I'm in Wisconsin and here in 2021, if you give $3,380 per kid into that college savings account, you can get a Wisconsin income tax deduction. I was just looking up yesterday, somebody from Illinois, that's actually $10,000 per person on your tax return. And so it's not like a per kid thing, it's a per person. So you got seven grandkids and you wanna give money to each one, uh, per person you tap out at 10,000 that you get to deduct on your Illinois taxes. But in Wisconsin, uh, it's a per kid that you give it to. So 3380 uh, per person that you give it to. You can put that on as a tax deduction for your Wisconsin state income taxes. And so that's Wisconsin, that's Illinois. Take a look at whatever state you might be in because giving money to the college savings account is a great way to tell your grandkids, hey, I would like you to go to some sort of higher education situation. Could be a great way for you to get a uh, tax deduction for your state income tax. Great. That's Yeah, that's uh, powerful. Yeah, and the only downside is it has to be used for higher education. So it's kind of funny. We have people walk in, they start talking about how great their grandkids are. They're the smartest kids in the room. We say, wonderful, let's put some money in the college savings account. They say, well, wait a second, what if they don't go to college? <laughs> well, which way is it? If they're the smartest kids in the room, aren't they going to go to, to college? But it's higher education. It's not four-year college. You know, We've got places near here in my county where you can go learn how to become a truck driver. You can learn how to become a firefighter. You can learn all kinds of stuff. It's higher education. It's through the uh, technical college system. You can take the money out of the 529 plan and use it for that. Or we have people who are teachers or nurses, and a lot of times they need some sort of continuing education. And a lot of times you have the ability to actually apply college credits to that continuing education. Well, there you go. If it costs you a few hundred bucks to get the college credits, uh, you could be 25 years old, 65 years old. Uh, if you're using it towards higher education, then uh, you can take the money from the 529 from that college savings plan for that. So there's a whole lot of ways uh, that you can use up those funds that aren't just, okay, I go to a four-year state school kind of deal. And mm -hmm. so uh, don't feel too worried about, oh my goodness, I have too much in the college savings or what if they don't go to college? There could easily be a situation where they're getting an apprenticeship or some certificate that counts for that. Yeah, that's that's a great way to set them up. And I like the fact that they include trade schools and things like that. Yeah, it's higher education. That's certainly higher education for sure. So that's number one. Let's get the kids uh, off towards higher education with the college savings plans. Number two is a Roth IRA. Now, chances are you probably can't start a Roth IRA for like a five-year-old, maybe even a 10-year-old, but you start getting the teenage years and probably the kids might be working having a wage, getting tax forms, W-2s that say that they had a wage. And if that's the case, they're able to open a Roth IRA. Now, if your grandkid went out and made a thousand bucks or $2,000 for their job for that year, they probably might not have as much money set aside to put into the Roth IRA themselves. They might be saving up for college themselves, but the fact that they have the wages means they can open a Roth IRA and it doesn't matter what they got the money from, you could give them to money to start the Roth IRA. So that's a great way to get somebody started. We've all heard of that time value of money idea. The longer mm -hmm. you're invested, the better off you are. 
getting that Roth IRA started when they're 12 or 14 or 18, whatever that age is, that they might have some wage income that they can report and you can put into the Roth IRA is such a such a great way to get started. Yeah, what's the limit at that age? Is it 6,000? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. They're under 50. Obviously, I'm guessing if they're your grandkids, they're under 50. Yeah. <laughs> and so 6,000 per year is the max, but there's also a wage max. Like if they make 3,000 for the year, that's the most that can go into the Roth IRA. If they do well and they make 10,000 for the year, then they've bumped up against the total dollar amount max, which is the $6,000. And so okay. great thing to look at. Parents and grandparents ought to be looking at ways to get money into the Roth IRA for the kids. Although here's, I'll, I'll tell you, go one step beyond it. Because it is nice when grandma gives 500 bucks or you know, mom or dad give $1,000 and put it into the Roth IRA, gets the account started. But the kids don't really feel that until they start putting the money in themselves. It's almost mm-hmm. like getting into the habit of taking your own money and investing for your own future is even more important than the thousand bucks that you might have started with. And so, yes, go ahead and get the account open. Actually, some places you do need like a thousand dollar minimum. So maybe you give your grandkid the thousand dollars, which is the minimum to start this uh, mutual fund Roth IRA perhaps, and then encourage them somehow and, and, and try to see if they can do that to start putting $50 a month. The habit of them putting the money away will be more impactful than even you putting the thousand dollars in, but hey, if that's what it takes to get started is to throw some money in and get some interested, that, that's a great kickstart. Yeah, for sure. Now, the number three way that you can give some financial gifts to your grandkids, and I'll tell you, part of this was inspired by some articles I saw online, and a few of them said, go ahead and give them gold, which was interesting because that's not cash, but it, it's kind of cash-like, but it's different. Gold is nice and fun and shiny. What they said in the articles is that use a gold fund, don't actually give them the gold pieces. And it's because the tax situation on the pieces of gold, on the coins of gold, uh, show up as a collectible tax rate, as opposed to what would be potentially long-term capital gains tax rates. And I started Hmm. thinking about that. I said, you know what, that's nice. I always like saving taxes, but it's really cool to get a silver coin or a gold coin, you know, from grandma Uh and grandpa. And so I'm thinking just why not? Just go ahead and give them a gold piece. Give them the silver coin. Go for it. That's going to be a, a cool thing. I, I just imagine that they open that at Christmas. They're going to appreciate it a lot more than saying, hey, here you go. I, I got you one share of this gold exchange trade fund. <laughs> I just think it might be a, a better way. Just who cares about the taxes? I think go ahead and give them the gold. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that, that definitely would make an impression. Yeah. And then the other thing too, though, is if you're really trying to give them like a financial gift, help them out with some money, grandpa gives you a gold coin or a silver coin you're probably not selling that ever. It's, it's kind of just an expensive momentum, uh, memento. But hey, that's all right. If that's mm-hmm. a cool thing that uh, helps them remind, remind them of you, I think that's, that's a cool thing. That's, give them the gold. Give them the silver pieces. It, it'll be fun. Well, the next few are some things I didn't see on the online list. Uh, so that's why we brought it up to the five list. Number four, and this, this might sound a little different, but give your grandkids life insurance. And you say, well, why would you give my grandkids life insurance? Well, you're helping out the parents, you know, your your own kids. If something absolutely horrible happens and a grandchild dies, that's that's absolutely horrible. But imagine how much more horrible it is when you got to write the checkout for the funeral. It makes, you know, just a nice extra dagger in your heart right there. Uh, so it is something that's uh, it's kind of more old school. I'd say this happened a lot years back where the grandparents would give give life insurance or start life insurance accounts. But I just had a, a story that just seemed 
to fit it it worked out so well where I had met with a couple this is a few years back met with a couple they had new new kids themselves they're newly married and they needed life insurance and good for them because they need life insurance and what happened is that the husband said yep I agree I need life insurance but my friend's a life insurance salesperson I'll just go through them well then he calls me up a few months later because he said my life insurance salesperson friend he's been trying like crazy and he cannot find any life insurance company that will take me on. And, and that's because uh, he had developed diabetes, I think around age eight, nine, 10, somewhere around there, you know, somewhere in his childhood. He said, I don't know what I can do. I need life insurance. I can't get any life insurance. Well, the reason we had been connected with him is that his grandparents had started an old life insurance policy with a company when the kid was like born. Like it's, you know, that's the one-year-old kid. That's probably some of your best health ever is mm-hmm. when you're a one-year-old. Yep. <laughs> uh, haven't had the ch- chance yet to develop any childhood situations like, like he did uh, with diabetes there. And so what we did is we we called that company. We told them the situation. You're not going to lie about any of this stuff. But the fact that he had life insurance and he had it for so long, that company took him on and let him increase that existing life insurance. And that's helping his family. He now has life insurance when he didn't think he could have it before. And so that's a... It's a nice thing to just get your kids started, get the grandkids to say, yep, it's uh, probably not needed. It probably never will be needed. Uh, you hope not. But having that life insurance in force when the kids are at probably their healthiest ever helps them out 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, 40 years down the road, wherever it is, where maybe they can get the life insurance because they have that insurability from way back when. So it's a, a good thing looking into. So let me ask you a question about that. Is this something where you would look at um, like a term policy or are you talking like a whole life policy where they could then use it as an adult as well? Yeah. So a lot of people ask about that. They say, well, why, why not get like a term policy for a young kid versus a, um, a whole life type of policy or a permanent type of policy? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a young kid what's the term that they need the insurance for like 70 years, yeah. <laughs> you know, True. 80 yeah. years by that point in time, that's pretty close to permanent. And yeah. so oftentimes when you get the insurance for the kids, it's a permanent policy. And most of the insurance companies out there don't even have term insurance for kids because Hey, look, they're, they're young. The chance is so low. Anyways, the costs are almost exactly the same. And the whole point is not cover your kid for 10 years or 20 years. It's get the kid insurability. And when you are buying that permanent type of life insurance for a, a young kid, for your grandkid, for your own child, you want to look and add something called the guaranteed insurability option. It says later on, if they have some sort of health situation, the company is guaranteeing that they'll be able to increase the insurance by certain levels at certain points in time. And that's what it was able to help out this, this family to say, hey, you had an old policy and yet your grandparents started it out when you were young. They had this option on there, and that allowed the, the the dad now to get the insurance that he needed to protect his family. Okay, the fifth and final gift you can give to your grandkids that doesn't involve just handing them a lot of cash is the, probably the most important one of all, the gift of education. And if you're somebody that's done well financially, you've probably done that from your own financial research, your own financial hard work and savings and things like that. It'd be wonderful if you pass it on to the kids and to the grandkids. And a lot of times it's easier for grandkids and kids to, to listen to somebody else more than their own parents or grandparents. So we're going to talk about uh, two great resources 
two guys. Dave Ramsey's one of them. Art Rayner is another one. They are both financial educators. They have podcasts, they have shows, they have books, all kinds of great things on there. And we'll put some links in the show notes uh, because I just like the idea that if you got to a certain level of financial achievement, a lot of times it's because somebody taught you how to do good things with your money. And both Dave and Art uh, do such a great job of educating others. They're, They're some of the best educators out there and they're educating people about how do you approach money, how should you feel about money? And then even the technical things about what should you actually uh, do with their money. And I'll just highlight actually Art real quick. I happen to know him a little personally. I, I can't say I know Dave Ramsey, but uh, I listen to his show. Great guy too. But what I like about Art is he wrote a fiction series. He wrote a series of three books. Just a, you know, it's for like six-year-olds, eight-year-olds. It's a uh, it talks about the Great Lemonade Stand standoff. That's one of the titles. And just uses a story to go through what you should be doing with your money. And so it's a fun thing. I've read that to my kids, my 10-year-old, my 7-year-old. They both love it. They even went out and made the jars, uh, the give, save, and spend jars that were mentioned in the book. So it's just a, a fun thing uh, to do. And of course, uh, Dave Ramsey's got uh, similar things. What I like about uh, Dave Ramsey's stuff, he's got stuff for the young kids. So he has a kind of an adventure series like Art does. Uh, he's got stuff for uh, teenagers. He has stuff towards the college and young adult kids. So you can help, help out your young adult grandkids. They graduate from college. Uh, doesn't mean you stop helping them out anymore but maybe you find some specific educational materials to help them get a great start going into their life. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I, I did not know that they had stuff for kids that young. Yeah, a lot of times uh, you're thinking, oh, this is money is like a thing that you take care of or learn about once you get a real job and get a real apartment and car and that kind of stuff when you're 25 and later. Uh, a lot of times it's your habits and your feelings and your beliefs well ahead of time that are affecting the way that you're uh, viewing things and, and doing things. And if you can learn this stuff when you're 5, 10, 15, you're going to be so much farther ahead. And so that's why I think, even though it's number five, we say the best for last, of the five best financial gifts for grandkids, helping them with some financial education, that's number one. That is the best way uh, to go and get people kickstarted. Well, good. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed learning here. It's Christmas time. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, enjoy that. And it's, it's last minute for Christmas gifts. You've got a couple of days here. you got a few ideas. You can uh, take some of these ideas as ways to give not cash to the kids and grandkids, but ways to just do something different that's financial and maybe can, can come out ahead and even more than just the, the dollar amount that it took to, to get there. And how much better would it be to have a stocking full of gold than a stocking full of coal? <laughs> no, that would be cool. Okay, maybe, yeah, that would be a great one. Yeah, that might cost a bit. Might be a little, a little heavy. Yeah, a very small stocking. <laughs> yeah, very, yes, very small stocking. Yep, I like it. Well, if anyone does that, send me a picture. I'd uh, love to see that, uh, that, that stocking great. full of gold. And then you can feel free to make us honorary grandkids too. We'll, we'll take some of that. Amen. <laughs> well, thanks, Eric, for, for jumping on here with us. It's always fun to, to have you on and talk through some different ideas. And thank you, too, to our listeners uh, to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, 
accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.